to it one more time. We were sinners, so unworthy, yet for us he chose to die. He filled us with his Holy Spirit, so we can stand and testify. That his love is everlasting, and his mercy. Just want to welcome all of you guys in the house of the Lord. Uh, just want to welcome all those that are streaming. Uh, got an exciting service for us tonight. Uh, just want to say uh, how blessed I was from last service Sunday morning. It was just uh, so special to hear all the testimonies. I feel like it really built up all of our faith, and uh, I just hope we can uh, expand on that tonight. Um, let's sing, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul. Let's, uh, can we put one higher, maybe an E? The sun comes up, it's a new day, dawn.
Um, right before we go to the requests, um, I'd just like to sing this song that's on my heart. Uh, let's sing It Is No Secret What God Can Do. I thought that was just very fitting after uh, last service. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others. You do. Continue to pray for him. He's he's just been really rough today, so uh, keep him in our prayers. Uh, and then uh, just remember Sister Grace Johnson as she's traveling back from New Zealand, uh, I believe today. So, uh, Brother Jeremiah. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for letting us come into one more service, O Lord, just to worship you with brothers and sisters of like precious faith, Lord. We just thank you for the spirit that we feel in the building, O Lord. We thank you for your presence. We just want to ask you, Lord, that we could leave everything of the world and we could leave all of our failures and all of our slip-ups. We just leave them at the door, Lord, and we could come in and worship with a clean heart before you, O Lord. We thank you for everything that you've done for us in the past, and we know we're unworthy in ourselves to ask for any more, but Lord, you said in the Bible, ask and you shall receive, knock and the door will be open. And Lord, we're, we're coming knocking on your door tonight for our brothers and sisters that have our have needs, the Miles, Lord, Brother Keith, 
Sister Grace, as she's traveling, Lord, we just pray that you'd be with all the needs, whether they need a, a touch, oh Lord, or they need a, a guiding hand in their life. We pray for Brother Eli in his life, oh Lord, that you just guide him back by whatever means, whatever means you have, Lord. Pray that you bless the furtherance of the service and just be with us and give us ears to hear. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Uh, you guys maybe uh, can be seated. Let's uh, sing Shout to the Lord. And uh, what key is that, Brennan? Yeah, that should be good. Um, and after this song, if we could have Brother uh, Noah come and sing a song special. Uh, and then after that, we have a song special from Sister Leah and Sister Nadia Britton. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you all of my days. I want to praise the wonders of your mighty Let every breath 
Um, this is a song I wrote a little while ago. It's really new, so y'all forgive me if I mess it up. Um, but it's a song written about my testimony, and um, it's just real simple. That day was one of the hardest and just difficult days I've ever had in my life. And as much as it hurt that day, I'll just always love it. And that's what this song's about. I woke up that day and I started to cry. Something changed, made me look at my life I was not proud of who I was Now filled with this joy just because I left myself behind that day tears running down my face I gave up the chains that bound I accepted the price was paid although it hurt I'll always love that day Christ I was born, in Christ I will die He's taken my sin, I've been justified He's changing my ways, my dress and my speech His Holy Ghost guidance is that truth that I see I left myself behind that day Tears running down my face I gave up the chains that bound I accepted the price was paid Though it hurt, I always loved that day Although it hurt, I'll always love that day. I'm just here for moral support. <laughs> She's the singer, so I'm going to try my best. But um, I'm just so grateful to the Lord, and I want my life to be 
a worship and uh, a sweet fragrance to him. I've got a friend closer than a brother. There is no judgment on how he loves me. I've got a friend. He is my strength. And he is my portion. With me in the valley, with me in the fire, with me in the storm.
Thank you for those specials. Let's sing uh, Amazing Love, How Can It Be? Uh, as we uh, stand. Amazing love, how can it be? you, my King, would die for me. Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to announcement after service tonight uh, if we could get some helpers some young men uh, to set up some chairs for the marriage banquet
may be seated tonight. Thank you, musicians. We'll let you take your places there, and we'll invite uh, Lucas to get ready here. Lucas is going to be our special guest speaker tonight. Let me say before he comes, uh, Sister Karen Moglier is not feeling well, and we want to remember her. She was out on Sunday. Also, they have some sickness in the Godwin family and the Harwell family, so we want to remember them. But we are uh, delighted to have Brother Samuel with us tonight, and uh, if you read my update, Brother Samuel had a very tough night the other night, um, ready to meet his maker, and, uh, but seriously uh, feeling r- uh, real rough, and, and Sister Jessica wrote me, and, and uh, after prayer, Brother Samuel's uh, bounced back, and we're, we're thankful for that. Uh, we'll take all the good news that God gives us. Our God's a miracle-working God, and uh, you know, no matter to me, no matter how healing comes, healing is of God. Healing does not come from the devil, and so we're thankful for that. And I'd like to say I enjoyed those specials tonight. Uh, that was special, special. And uh, Noah and Sister Leah, uh, that was wonderful. Appreciate that very much. Now, uh, we're going to not do a lot of preliminary here. All of you know uh, Lucas, uh, and we, we have discussed this topic not only recently uh, in relation to some sermons, but also in life. This is, this is a topic that I spoke to my boys about a lot in dealing with an online presence, responsibility, about being online, social media, and all the different things that, that uh, are associated with that. Um, but now things are moving way, way beyond my level of expertise. And so I, I, I don't want to even get up and pretend that I know what I'm talking about in relation to this subject. But Lucas does. He has a degree, a special degree in computational modeling and data analytics and uh, statistics. And uh, he works for a, a big company in uh, Charlotte that uh, does all this type of stuff. And uh, so... In our conversations, uh, you know, I just felt to ask him to draw this together. And uh, this is really for parents. And uh, the reason you young people are here is because you need to help your parents understand what the problem is. So a lot of, a lot of you young people will understand this jargon. And you'll have to help your parents because going through the notes really helped me understand what the problem actually is. And uh, it, some of the instruction here is, is just fantastic. If we have time, Lord willing, we'll open it up for questions at the end. Okay? And if we need to, we'll carry on. But right now, we're going to uh, turn it over to Brother Lucas, and we appreciate him uh, being here. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Um, Dad made my degree sound really fancy, but just remember that C's make degrees. Okay? So it's not that, not that fancy. Um, and then Noah, before service, asked me if I'm a long-winded preacher, and I said, I don't know yet. We'll find out together. Um, so I have my timer going here, and we'll keep this, uh, keep this simple. Um, I appreciate Dad asking me to do this. I, uh, I am really passionate about this subject. Um, I work in this world of sorts, so this world of data and, and information. I help, help businesses do things using information, so I help them gather it and format it, do stuff with it, and make decisions with it. And, you know, businesses at the end of the day want to make money, so I help them make money using information. That's essentially my job description. Um, and a couple of other guys here do as well. So, um, yeah, I, I get nervous when I public speak just like everybody does. So uh, occasionally I, I'll probably put my foot up here. I'll probably play with my ring. I, um, sometimes I forget to swallow and then I choke. Sometimes... <laughs> 
Sometimes I forget to breathe. Uh, so if I do any of those things, don't worry. We'll just keep going. Just give me a second. Um, so we'll jump right in here. Um, and well, that tells you how good of a minister I am. I, uh, I, need, I don't have my Bible. I also forgot the clicker. But if you want, you can turn to Proverbs 27.20, or you can just read it on the screen. Whatever you want to do, it's fine with me. Um, I was looking for a good verse, and I've been going through Proverbs. If you haven't been through Proverbs in a while, it's great. I hadn't read it in quite a few years, and then was going back through it, and I was like, wow, this is great. I didn't realize I read this. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, this verse stuck out to me, and I actually haven't gotten all the way through it yet, so Dad sent me this one. Um, but this, this really, uh, really kind of tied it, tied it all together for me. Um, this applies a lot to this, this topic we're talking about. So, hell and destruction are never full. Proverbs twenty-seven twenty. Hell and destruction are never full, and so the eyes of man are never satisfied. There's never, there's never, enough, never enough evil. We, don't, we never want. Um, we're always hungering for more. For more carnality, more thing. That's how we're built. That's how the that's how evil works. That's how the, the, the devil's kingdom works. <clears throat> and so we'll see how uh, my my goal essentially is. Um, I got I have my notes on here, and I have to. I have, so I got to keep this in sync with that. So forgive me. Um, my goal is to raise awareness um, for the parents, primarily for the parents, but youth, you will get something out of this too. So don't write me off yet. Um, about uh, I'm raising awareness for parents about online content, online content as a whole, not just social media, and the use of, so, of online media among kids and teenagers. So um, this topic makes me scared to death to have kids. So you parents, you guys take this and do what you want with it. I don't have to deal with this for a while, hopefully. Um, so <laughs> we'll, uh, uh, we'll try to define a couple of these terms here for you. And um, I, I, like... Again, I'm not a parent, so I don't, I don't hold any, I don't hold any authority over parents at all. Um, I've double checked all of this with Dad, and uh, if you have any questions about it, go and ask him. He's your pastor. Um, I don't have all the answers either. I just know a tiny bit more than the average person, so that's the only reason I'm up here. I'm not an expert by any means, even though he says I'm an expert. I'm not. So um, just take it all with a with a grain of salt. Hopefully, this is this is uh, helpful to all of you. So this is our goal, and first we're going to define a couple of terms, and we're going to uh, we're going to jump in here. So uh, first, an algorithm. So a lot of you already know what an algorithm is. Some of you don't. So essentially, an algorithm just tells a computer what to do. It's a thing that tells a computer what to do. So uh, Anthony, jump up here for a second. I'm going to give you a couple of instructions. Okay. So I want you to walk that way, two steps. And I want you to turn right, and I want you to walk one step that way. Okay? Okay, good. So, Anthony, those were the tiniest steps I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Anthony just followed an algorithm. So, let's say Anthony was a computer, and I told him to walk two steps that way and go one step that way. I'm, I'm giving him an algorithm or a set of instructions to follow. <clears throat> so, I'm a person. I had to give him instructions to follow, right? I had to tell him what to do. Just like... Um, all of us, like in my field, if I want, <laughs> got more cramming in on the front. If um, if I want a computer to do something, or I want something to work, or uh, you know, I want to influence something, I have to give it, give a computer instructions. Computers are not going to run off with instructions and take over the world. It's not how it works, at least not yet. So we still have to tell them what to do. Um, so that's an, that's an algorithm in a nutshell. 
if you want to know more about it, I love nerding out about stuff like this. So if you want to ask questions, nobody's going to ask me questions. But if you want, you're welcome to. Uh, so the next one is an influencer. Um, so an influencer is someone who creates content and has an online following of some sort. So they could be on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, pretty much any, any social media platform whatsoever. Um, if you have a following and you create content for people, you are an influencer. And these people are also called content creators. So I'll use that term interchangeably sometimes, influencer and content creator. Um, they create t content and they put it out on the web. Um, so a user is somebody like us. So if we are using a platform, if we're using uh, WhatsApp, for example, we are using a social media platform. So we are users of WhatsApp. We're using the thing. So you use a website or an application. Um, the next one is a platform. I call, I call them platforms just defining what I'm meaning by all of these um, in this presentation. So a platform is just an app or a website built by a company. That's it. It's just like a thing that they built for you to use. So you are a user on a platform. Um, and then social media, I'm defining this term just because I, I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Um, social media is a platform that allows users to create and share content. So create stuff, entertaining stuff for you to look at. Um, and it also allows you to communicate with other people. So if you are on a social media platform, you can, con you can contact or talk to other people somehow through the, through the platform. Um, so that's social media. It doesn't, it's not limited just to like Instagram and Facebook. It's TikTok. Uh, it is WhatsApp. It's iMessage, technically. Um, it's technically news outlets. News outlets are creating content and sharing it to you, and you can comment on those. You can reshare them, repost them. Um, it's, it's a lot of stuff. So a lot of things fall under this umbrella of social media. It's not just like Instagram and Facebook. I don't want it to limit it to just those, um, just like a couple of applications. It's a lot of applications. So um, the last term I'm going to define here is an important one. This is engagement. So when I say engagement, I'm talking about any kind of interaction you take with an online platform. So whether you click, whether you scroll, you... Uh, I don't know, you sign up, you open the app, and then you close it again. Even if you open it, that's still engagement. That's an interaction of some sort with the application. When you download it, that's an interaction. So all of that stuff is getting tracked, and we'll talk about that. Um, but that's an important term to know. Engagement is, is basically what, uh, what companies are shooting for. Um, don't want to get ahead of myself, but we'll get into that as well. <clears throat> um, and I already covered this. I'm already getting ahead of myself. Look at me. Uh, social media is not only person-to-person -person communication. Like I said, I want to kind of debunk that a little bit. It's not just uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook. Um, news outlets also, that was the other thing I forgot to mention. Gaming also falls into this category because you can do stuff with other people within multiplayer games. Um, and they can be accessed by any device that has internet access. So even if you don't have an app, you can still access it via Chrome, Safari, on your iPad, on your iPhone. On your laptop, you can do it via Internet Explorer. I don't know why you would ever want to use Internet Explorer, but you can if you want. Um, so there's a lot of ways to access it, and there's a lot of ways to get to it. So just by like banning one thing, there's still this whole other world of other applications that are available. Um, so that's important to remember. So I'll outline the problem, and uh, I actually rewrote this completely today. So if this sounds uh, completely crazy, that's why. Um, and also, I haven't actually given this presentation to anybody, so we'll see how long this actually takes and if this actually makes sense or not. But um, the platforms themselves are not the problem. I want everybody to realize that, that the misuse of the platform 
by us and by the content creators or influencers, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, we are all fallen beings. We are all, we're all under the curse, and we are all a part of the problem um, because of our natural desire for entertainment. We want, we want to you know, seek pleasure in any way we can, right. and this is one way we do it. So the platforms are not actually the problem. Um, they're just capitalizing on our weaknesses. So companies have realized, oh, hey, people want this. So let's build something that gives it to them, and then that's going to get more eyes on screens, and that's going to give us more money. Um, so it's very important that it, like they're not necessarily a problem. They're not helping, but they're not they're not the true problem. Um, their companies are not necessarily trying to make you fall or trying to trap you or fall into sin. None of them care. Um, they're just trying to make money. Companies want to make money at the end of the day, and so they're finding you know these companies found out that they can make money through us. We give them the ability to make money because we use their applications. They don't have any power without us using it, right? Um, so again, these platforms amplify, they like make a problem bigger that we already have as fallen beings. We want entertainment, we want to be entertained, we want a bunch of content, content, content. We want to you know, enjoy ourselves and they allow us to do that. So um, again, the, one of the main points I'm trying to make here is um, that you need to change your thinking from um, just looking at the platform and start looking at um, yourself and at your kids and how these platforms affect us overall outside of just using the thing itself. So when you're in an app, when you're in Instagram and you're scrolling through, that's one thing, but that interaction doesn't just stay on the application. It follows you sure. the rest of the way. It can follow you in your mind. It can follow you in your spirit. It can follow you. Um, it'll follow you. If you click on an ad there, it's going to follow you in an ad somewhere else. Sure. We'll cover that later, too. Um, so, you, you, like, it really makes a difference. All these little things really add up and make a difference. So look at yourselves, look at um, your kids. I've been looking at, my, at myself and my time on social media af after, um, after going through this. I've started noticing, wow, I spend a lot of time. I only meant to spend two minutes on Instagram, and 20 minutes later, I'm, I'm like, I'm <laughs> I've got a meeting coming up in five minutes. Um, so a couple of important uh, verses that uh, really speak to this. Um, Ephesians 4.29 is, says, let no, corruption let no cor corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Um, so, you know, if any of you are content creators for any reason, um, that's one thing to keep in mind, and we want to pay attention to that and see who is, um, you know, what people are saying, what we're actually being influenced by and what influencers we're following and allowing to have a say in our lives, right? Um, and this one, Philippians 4.8, uh, uh, my brother Steve sent me this, this verse um, today, and I completely forgot about it. But this is exactly what we need to keep in mind when we use any of these platforms. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, and whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So if you, if you think about all the stuff that we see on a daily basis, there's a lot of stuff that falls outside of that that box, <laughs> and I include myself in that in that bucket for sure. Um, like all the stuff that's out there, it's just most of it does not fall into this in, into this verse. Right. And so when you really think about it and you really pay attention, to, wow, I'm, I, this is what I'm actually feeding myself on a regular basis. I've been paying attention to that lately. I'm realizing, wow, this makes a difference. Um, so it's just it's a really powerful verse, and all of these concepts that we're talking about. 
the Bible has stuff for all of the stuff we're talking about. It's got, it's got wisdom for all of the things that we deal with still today. It may have been written thousands of years ago. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's God's word, and we, we can still look at it for, uh, for answers, even for these crazy problems. So uh, now I'm going to explain a little more about algorithms and influencers themselves. Um, I'm going to keep this as non-technical as I possibly can. Don't worry. I would love to go into some of the math, um, but I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Uh, so essentially, an algorithm is uh, trying to figure you out. So it's trying to put you into a bucket. Let's say you got like a, just a bucket sitting up here on the, on the platform. It's trying to place you in a category of some sort or in this bucket. So if I'm a young, I'm a 25-year-old guy, so it's trying to say, okay, Lucas is a 25-year-old guy. He logs on at this time, and he looks at this stuff. He likes to mountain bike. He, uh, he's been looking up kitchen stuff uh, for remodeling kitchens, so that means he probably wants to see more DIY kitchen stuff. Um, you know, it, it's tracking all of the things that I click on, all the things that I look at, and it's trying to put me into a bucket. So I want to debunk this myth of training your algorithm. Nobody can train your algorithm, okay? None of you can train your algorithm. That's not how it works. It's not designed to work that way. You can give it more information to give you more of the similar type of stuff you want, but what's going to happen is it's going to put you in a bucket and then it's going to find other people like you that are also in your bucket, and then it's going to try to find another bucket. Let's call that bucket B. The first one you're in is bucket A, but there's also another bucket over here called bucket B. So that one is kind of similar to bucket A, and the people in bucket B are kind of similar to bucket A. So what's going to happen is they're going to say, okay, you're in bucket A, but you know what? Users like you also like the stuff in bucket B. So here's the thing from that. So instead of, uh, see, what did I get? I, I looked up, how do we finish a butcher block countertop? And then I started getting uh, stuff about how to install, I don't know, how to install a refrigerator, something like that. They're like, hey, if you're doing a kitchen remodel, you're probably going to know how to install a refrigerator. So they're giving me stuff out of bucket B, right? Well, that doesn't sound that bad, but let's remember that we are a very, very small minority in the world. So of all the content in the world, it's, all, it's mostly bad stuff. So if most people like us, or that algorithms think uh, we are like, if, if they're looking at stuff that's not good, we're looking at stuff that's good, but they say, oh, you know what, Luke is 25 years old. You know what other 25-year-old guys like to look at? Here's something from this bucket, and it's going to give you that. Right. So that's why I say as the, these algorithms are designed to, and I'm going to hit myself again, uh, these algorithms are designed to give you more stuff and keep you on the platform. Yeah. So they track every action you take, um, any likes, any clicks, any comments, scrolling. The crazy thing, I wanted to build this just for fun, but it, it will track how far you scrolled and when you stopped scrolling. So if you like scroll down and then stop, look at something for like three seconds and then keep scrolling, it tracks, okay, it stopped at this position on the screen and it looked at this post. So they were considering it. And that's actually a ter an industry term called dwell time. So it's how long you dwelled on this thing. You didn't actually click on it, but you dwelled on it. So it's going to keep feeding you stuff like that because it thinks, oh, you know what? We almost got him that time. Let's try to get him the next time and see if he'll click on it and continue moving you through the pipeline. So the, all of that information contributes to the bucket you get placed in. Um, it's heavily influenced by the people you follow and their actions. So 
Uh, for example, if your kids are friends with a lot of uh, worldly folks from school, if all their friends are worldly folks from school, the stuff they're going to get, the stuff they're going to get handed on social media, uh, it, like if if their friends all like this one thing and it's not a good, it's not a good post, not a good thing, they're all going to get your kids are going to get handed that too because it's like, hey, all of your friends are looking at this. Look at this. Look, look how cool it is. That's exactly what they want you to do. Um, or that's exactly what they want. They want to keep you engaged with things that it thinks you're going to like. Again, the algorithm is just looking for things that it thinks you're going to like. It doesn't actually know if you're going to like them, but it thinks you're going to like it. So it's going to suggest it. It doesn't care if it's morally right or wrong. doesn't care at all. It's just going to suggest it and try to keep you engaged. There's that term engagement. So all of these algorithms are designed to maximize engagement and your screen time. So more screen time equals more ad time. That's how big companies make money. Like, you don't pay for Facebook, you don't pay for Instagram, you don't pay for WhatsApp. Uh, but they, the way they make money is by keeping your eyes glued to the screen so that you see ads, and that equals more money for them because people pay for ads to then get seen by your eyes, and then you want to buy things, or you want to like look more at this content, or uh, you know whatever the case may be. More screen time means more ad time means more money for the companies. Right. That's their end goal. They don't care how they keep you on the screen. They just want to keep you on the screen. So um, one thing I want to... Oh, lost my spot. One thing I want to uh, point out here that's really important is um, this term attention engineering and also game theory. Um, so this, is, th this kind of blew my mind when I saw this. I didn't realize it was this tightly correlated. But the same concepts that engineers use for casinos and video games to keep people entertained and keep people on the thing, keep people playing the game, um, keep them gambling, are the same concepts they use for social media. So they want to keep you engaged. They want to keep you doing the same thing. Um, they pay a lot of money for ga um, game theorists and attention engineers um, to basically engage, like build this whole platform to keep you engaged. Um, so it's a, it's a very big deal. Uh, but the problem is that parents are starting to find nowadays is that engagement quickly turns into addiction and feeding the wrong things. Yeah. Um, it very quickly turns into that. Attention engineering is essentially like, to me, it's like the science of addiction pretty much because it wants, it's trying to keep your attention. It's all it's about, keeping your attention. Um, so this other term that we want to find is an influencer or a content creator, uh, like I mentioned earlier. And so this is kind of like a two-pronged, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but this is kind of like a two-pronged approach to um, uh, like attention engineering and keeping people engaged. Um, you have an algorithm and you have an influencer. So an algorithm looks at you and analyzes your habits and suggests content, but the influencers are creating the content and looking at what those algorithms are saying people want and creating the content that people want to feed into the algorithm. The algorithm doesn't work without the content, the content can't be shown to users without the algorithm. They both work hand in hand. So um, influencers also, this is really important, influencers introduce this concept of a, a human relationship. So if you're like, you know, tied to your screen, after a while, you know, we're going to have that much, uh, not, 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 not much reason to go back. But if you feel like you're connected to somebody on there, then that's going to keep you coming back. You want to see what updates they've got. You see, oh, they were supposed to do this thing this weekend. I want to come back and, and see that. Um, we do that with our friends, but that also happens with influencers and people that um, create content. You know, they, they relate to us in some way, so we follow them, and we want to see what they're doing. We want to see what they're buying. We want to see what they're, what they're going through. Um, and uh, we want to see this cool place they went to, you know, something like that. 
Um, and like I said, influencers pay uh, very close attention to algorithms and what algorithms are wanting um, so that they can analyze habits, create more content. Um, again, this comes down to money. Uh, more audience means more influence for the influencers and more influence means better sponsorships. The more people that follow you, the more people are gonna see what brand of clothing you're wearing. Um, and the more people see that, the better sponsorships you get, the more money you get. Um, so influencers are trying to get money as well. Um, influencers are, well again, they, they pay attention to these and, oops, forgot to advance this one. One really important thing to remember is that influencers are not bound to moral standards. So there are, now I want to preface this and say that there are influencers that are genuinely good. There are Christian influencers out there. There are people that are really appropriate and they have really good clean content. I don't want to take anything away from them, but there's a whole big lot of people out there that are not making clean content. Um, and they'll do whatever, whatever they want to um, attract and retain their audience. And so it often includes inappropriate, dirty humor, um, comes across mine all the time. It, it just, it, they slip it in there really, really quickly. Some people don't even think about it. It's second nature to, to, uh, to people. And um, they'll slip in language, sec sexual content, um, gambling, uh, drugs and alcohol, all kinds of references that, you know, they just kind of slip in there. They, you know, they make references to or they make references to movies that, ha that have this content in there. Um, it's just, it's so, so easy to slip all this stuff in there and um, slide it under some, some parental controls. So I'll give you a couple of examples, um, a couple of examples of how this works. So I kind of went, th already went through this bucket example, but um, it gets a little more serious uh, when you think about how these buckets work. So um, let's say you've got a uh, believing guy, like a young guy, 18 years old, right? And he really likes cars. He really loves working on cars. Um, it follows a bunch of accounts about cars, all that kind of stuff. Well, the algorithm now is going to say, oh, okay, great, this guy likes cars. Let's, let's shoot him a bunch more stuff, uh, a bunch more car content. Um, well, then you have this other influencer who happens to be a female model who takes pictures with cars and is categorized into this cars bucket, and that content then gets fed to the young guy. They don't really care. They just know that it's content that they think this young guy is going to want. And truth be told, a majority of young guys out in the world are going to want that content, but that presents, uh, that presents a, uh, a challenge to a, a young guy, right? So that's how, that's how this works. They're trying to pin you and, and uh, trying to not pin you down, but like put you in a bucket, give you more stuff to give you more screen time. Usually that works, but for believers, that can present a real problem, and like that's an example. Um, here's another example. Uh, I won't give you the name of the influencer, but um, this is an example of how, how quickly it changes or how, how this whole landscape can change. Um, there's an account uh, that I know of, of a, a couple of influencers that are fo that's followed by a lot of young message girls. Um, and they used to make clean content as teenagers, and they had a really loyal following, and they you know, just did like pranks uh, on people. Um, and it was really clean, it was family friendly, it was fine. But now they've grown up, and so this loyal following that's always been with them, including all these young girls, um, their content has become more uh, adult. And one of them now got sponsored by an adult product company and talks about her and her husband's relationship, their intimate relationship, a lot. So uh, now you see, like, the sponsorships are driving the content they're, they're putting out there, right? So they're talking about this stuff now because they want to promote their products. Um, and it used to be this fine, family-friendly account that, you know, anybody could watch, anybody could follow wasn't a big deal, but 
that's how that's how this stuff works. They're driven by by money and what people want. Um, that's that's it. I give you that example just to show you how it changes. Even though something is clean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay clean. Um, our world is going downhill, as we know. Um, another another example this is one of my last ones. Um, news and media. So this one's really interesting. I find this really fascinating. Um, so let's let's say you find like a, a post that you are that really makes you angry. Like maybe it's a political post. Not getting into politics here. Just saying. Let's say you see a political post for that angers you from the opposite side of you, and you write a comment and say this this is garbage. I'm I hate all of this and I hate everything about this post and I'm not gonna, I'm I'm mad at all the people who commented and you're in, you are engaging with this post right. So now you're, see, you're basically feeding the algorithm, saying, wow, they're writing so much text, and they have so much life in this post. It's great. They're engaging with our content. Yay, let's give it more. So now the algorithm is saying, hey, here's another thing that angers you. Comment on this. Here, look. And so then you get mad again, and then you put down your phone, and you're like, man, I'm angry. I'm, I don't like this. I'm angry. So it's going to keep giving you this content. And the reverse can also happen. So you can, it, it'll make you angry and cre- create this feedback loop of giving you more angry content to keep you occupied. The opposite can also happen where uh, you are looking at your own viewpoint, stuff that's only your own viewpoint, and you can, um, the, the algorithm sees that you uh, identify with this viewpoint or you really like posts of this type. Really? <laughs> you, <laughs> you really like posts of this type? Sermons for you tonight. It's not a sermon. It's a talk. Sorry, it's not a, it's not a sermon. Um, it, it really it sees that you identify with its viewpoint. And it's going to keep giving you more and more content like that. So you so you're, you essentially create your own like alternate reality inside of your application, and and you can uh, what ends up happening is people are like man every, everybody seems to feel this way. Like I have this political opinion, and everybody I see on social media also has this. That's not necessarily true. You're just getting fed a lot of the same content, so it feels like you have everybody's got the same point of view. That's how that's how it works. And again, the algorithm and the companies they're not bound. They're not required to give you any. They're they're not required to uh, like check your opinions or like oh you know what you shouldn't look at that. You should look at this other thing. That n- that's not happening at all. So they just want to keep you. They just want to keep you engaged. Whatever you engage with, they're going to give you more of that to keep you engaged. Um, and one thing that, that uh, I thought about, too, is, like, if, if we're, I, I, thought this, I thought this for myself with um, these young guys. Like, if I'm spending a ton of time on social media and I'm up here talking about spending time on social media, I also need, I, like, I need to pay attention to how much time I spend because I can't tell them, hey, you shouldn't be on social media that much. You're on your phone all the time. You shouldn't be. And then, you know, coming here and, and, and doing this and scrolling through social media, and the same, like the same with parents and kids. If you're on Facebook the whole time and you tell them you can't have Facebook, but I'm going to go over here and scroll through Facebook, that you know that creates kind of a this distortion. And um, I looked at it especially for myself because I'm like, man, I, I'm starting to realize how much time I spend on this stuff, and I'm getting up here and talking about it, and realizing, wow, I'm I I struggle with this stuff too. Crazy, right? So just something to keep in mind. Um, I got th- three. Three more pictures, I think. The rest is text. Sorry. I tried to put more pictures in, but I, I struggled to find pictures on this topic for some reason. 
So like I said, your content is heavily influenced by your friends and is not just your activity. Um, it's especially influenced by the friends you communicate with the most. So if you message people a lot um, or you send stuff back and forth a lot, then you're going to get more stuff that they like because you're close to them. They think you're going to be similar and you're going to like the same things. So if you message them a lot on Instagram or you message them a lot on Facebook, um, they're going to send you more things that that person also liked and wanted to see. So if you, uh, you can click on like this little information icon, icon in Instagram. I found this and it said this post was liked by blank and others. So it says, uh, we find, hang on, I can't read that. If I can't read it, you guys probably can't read it either. So I'm sorry about that. I had to change all of my text and make it all bigger because I tested it beforehand and it was super tiny. Nobody could read it. So you still can't read it. So. Uh, we find and suggest new posts you might like based on many things, ambiguous many things, including your activity across Instagram and threads, their other application. That's it. That's all I, that's all I tell you. So it says this post was liked by this person. That's it. Um, and that's essentially all the information they give you. It's not really that, that helpful. Um, what did I do? Thanks, Jeremy. Um, so, like, it's, it's very, very heavily influenced mostly by your friends and the people that, the things that you engage with. Right. It looks at those, sees what you want, it's going to engage with those things, too. Sure. I, I want to really push home this, this idea. We hear this, like, oh, the bad content is just one click away. I want to tell you, parents, it's literally one click away. I opened up Instagram, made one click on the search icon, the red boxes up here, are all content that is inappropriate, or I can tell just by looking at the picture in there, it's going to be inappropriate, or something about it's going to be inappropriate. It's something that I would not show in, in church, hence why it's covered up. Um, that's, that's how close it is, and everybody's algorithm is a little bit different, so the, the things that are considered inappropriate or bad you know, may look a little bit different depending on you know, if you're male or female or whatever, but that's how close it is. It truly is one click away. And so for somebody that doesn't have, you know, uh, for a, a young guy that hasn't had a, a developing character yet, hasn't developed, you know, a lot of character yet, that's really a struggle. It's like, man, I really want, I really want to click on that. Um, th that happens. That's on Instagram. This is on Snapchat. This is literally one click away. Snapchat's the worst. I, I, I do not like Snapchat. Um, some of you know that I, I've had it, but I'm honestly about to get rid of it because I just, I don't, it's a pain to me. Um, and it literally is one click away, and this content was very inappropriate because it knows that I'm a young guy. It, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of female influencers on Snapchat that put all their content um, out just freely to, for anybody to see. It's, it's not good. And it's, um, if you're, like, say if somebody sends you a snap, if you're clicking through and, um, like, you click next to see the next one, who knows what's going to pop up on the next one. It's just going to bring up whatever to show on your entire screen. Um, and you can also search for stuff. You can. This is like the explore page, so you can see. Oh, what are your friends viewing? What are your? What are people like you looking at? That's what they're looking at. Um, so that's 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 a big deal. It truly is one click away, and it's not anything to. Um, it's not anything to gloss over. We we say that a lot. Like oh, it's just within one click. It quite literally is within one click, and it's very hard to. Uh, it can be very hard to, to fight against that. And um, and I I like I want to see you young guys as well too. I've, I've dealt with this just like, just like you guys probably have. Um, this affects all of us. No, nobody is immune from this. 
nobody, um, I don't even know how to say it, but like this affects everybody. Um, so like if you've fought these battles, other people have fought them too. Um, and so we've, we've, we've been there and it's, it's really tough. So basically why should you care? Why should you pay attention? Um, hopefully you're paying attention. I don't know if you are or not, but I see some of you looking at me and I don't see anybody sleeping, so that's a good sign. Um, let's remember though, let's go back and remember that we want to change our thinking from looking specifically at these platforms. I've, I've pin, pinpointed a lot of these platforms specifically, like Instagram and Snapchat and the stuff they show. This happens across many, many platforms. It's not just these two. So I want to uh, like change the thinking from I hate Instagram to I hate the things that make Instagram a bad place. I hate you know, the fact that we want this. I, and, and so I want to um, change it to look at ourselves and look at our kids and how these platforms affect us both in the application and outside of the application. Um, and remember that verse, Philippians 4.8, it just applies us so much um, in this topic. So um, one thing that I, I was preparing for this, and I was thinking just how these algorithms work, and this absolutely blew my mind. If you think about it, an algorithm takes advantage of your temptations and will make you fight the same exact battle over and over and over again. So, like, if, if you're a young guy and you scroll down, you know, through a, a post and you see a post of a girl, it's like, oh, I'm dwelling on that, I'm looking, and then it's like, uh, okay, no, I'm not going to click it. I'm going to keep going. Guess what? You just got, you just got a dwell time score. And so now they're going to see, ah, you know what? He almost clicked on that. He actually might think about clicking on that again. Let's give him another one. Let's see, what, let's see if it works. That's how it works. It will... It, like again, they're trying to keep you hooked on the screen, but what ends, sorry about that, what ends up happening is they give you the bad content that for us as believers, we don't, we don't want to have anything to do with that. And um, so it will make you fight the same battle over and over again, which just absolutely blew my mind when I thought that. Um, and uh, I said this before, but an algorithm is designed to keep us entertained and keep us in a state of overexcitement. So like lots of dopamine in the brain. Um, we like to feel good, right? And uh, that's designed to keep you to make an addiction. You keep looking for the next shot of dopamine. You want the, you want that next thing that's going to feel good. That's going to look nice. That's going to make you happy. Um, that's where the term like that's where endless scrolling got its start. Um, when you can scroll all the way through Instagram, that's where all of that started. Is like oh you know what the next one might be just a little bit better. The next one might just be a little bit better. I don't know if it's going to be, but I got to scroll to see. I got to figure out if it's going to be a little bit better. Um, they're all designed to. to um, take your attention like that. And uh, let's see, not that one. This one. Like I said, influencers bring that personal connection to the screen, and they will influence your action outside of the platform. So if you're you're paying attention to what an influencer does, what they say, what they buy, these companies know that you're going to pay attention to that. You want to be like this person. They've got a following. They, they, they look nice. They've got, you know, they're popular. They seem to have all the money. Everything seems to be perfect. But we all know they're not, but that's the facade that they put on, that an influencer will put on um, platform. And so that influences your behavior. That influences your thought process outside of the platform. That's really important to remember that these don't just affect us inside the platform. It, we, as soon as we turn off Instagram, what we just looked at is still going to stay with us. Um, it's really important to remember that. And so these algorithms are designed to take advantage of our fallen human nature. Um, companies, not necessarily our fallen human nature, just human nature in general. Um, we, want, 
we want to be happy. We want to be pleased. We want to be entertained. Um, we, want to, we want to, you know, we want to feel good. We want to make sure that, um, yeah, we just want to feel good. And these algorithms, these companies know that, and they, so they're creating things to make us feel good. Um, and so these algorithms are going to pick up on that. Um, I'm realizing how much I've kind of repeated myself in here. Lesson learned for next time, if there is a next time. Um, probably not. If the like I've said before, if the majority of users and influencers are not Christians, the majority of your content is not going to be clean. Um, and this is something important to remember that, yes, adults are vulnerable. Everybody across the age spectrum is vulnerable to this. But children and teens are particularly vulnerable. Because we as adults, we've, we've had our character shaped over many years. We've been through struggles. We've been through trials. We have a little bit stronger, um, we have a little bit more ability to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm putting the phone down. I got stuff to do. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this down. I'm going to walk away. Kids don't have that as much as we do. And so it becomes much, much harder for them. And um, when they're used to getting this, this, this pleasure hit, like this dopamine hit, I don't know what I did. Um, we're used to getting this, they're used to getting this dopamine hit. They're going to be, I mean, they're going to be affected by this for a long time. So um, if they're, uh, you know, if they're constantly looking for this next thing, next thing that makes them happy, that's going to affect their mood. That's going to affect how they behave towards you and towards their elders. Uh, that's, that affects a lot of things. Um, so uh, the next thing, is that going to work, Jamie? Oh, wait, it's working up back here. It's not up there. Okay, good. You guys can still see it. So the, the other thing that, that um, really hit home to me as well is if the enemy can't directly defeat you or, like, he can't really, you know, make you do something bad because of what you saw on Instagram, he's going to keep you distracted long enough to where you kind of pull away from uh, the right atmosphere and the right spirit and will pull you out of sync with God. This, happened, this, this has happened to me. It'll pull you out of sync. And that's defeat in a different form because it, this makes you really vulnerable. You've let your guard, you've let your guard down. I, I've let my guard down many times before. And when you, you, know, you keep looking at the same things, you keep looking at what these algorithms are feeding you, you keep, um, you keep engaging with this stuff, it slowly wears down your wall and allows, um, allows the devil to get in there and make a stronghold. And um, that's, that's really, really dangerous. And that happens even faster with kids and with, with teenagers. Um, and, you know, they're, un, unfortunately, um, they're, uh, you know, companies, didn't, companies didn't set out to make kids the target. They didn't, they didn't say, like, all right, we're going we're gonna to addict all kids to this stuff. If, that's the, uh, if you think that, I mean, that's, I don't like conspiracy, I hate conspiracy theories, but that could be a conspiracy theory somewhere. I don't believe they did that. I think they just wanted to make money. And kids and teens um, were an unfortunate side effect of that. And now it's become a very, very big deal. And, um, you know, got used as a babysitter, essentially. And now it's become a very big deal. So um, next I'm going to go on to some of the effects um, of what social media has caused. And I, I should mention that this, like I said, this landscape is constantly changing. And I'll point this out at the end. But um, there's not very many parental controls. Like I said, companies were just trying to make money. They were trying to get this rolling, get this stuff up and running, trying to figure out the best way to feed content. Parental controls are kind of an afterthought. If you think about it, it doesn't really affect their bottom line, so we're just going to push that down the road. Well, now they're getting hit with all kinds of lawsuits and all kinds of 
all kinds of stories coming out from parents that are saying, hey, my kid got taken advantage of because your platform didn't flag this, um, this drug trafficker that was trying to sell drugs to my kid. And then like this other person that got you know, extorted, like just all kinds of stuff coming out um, because of you know, the effect that these platforms and these algorithms have on, um, on the human, uh, human mind. And so, sorry, the text is small on this one. Um, can get around that. But 51% uh, of U.S. teenagers spend at least four hours a day on social media. Girls are worse than that. <laughs> they exceed the average. So half, one out of every two U.S. teenagers spends at least four hours a day on the phone. That's so much time. Uh, 4.8 is the number of average number of hours teens spend online every day. So the overall average is like 4.8. Um, almost five hours on the phone. That's crazy. Um, and that's just online. That doesn't necessarily mean like on Facebook or on one app. That's just online, on things that engage you, things that entertain you. Sorry, keep hitting that. Things that keep you, keep your, 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 your mind and your eyes on the screen. Um, the problem is teens that spend three or more hours per day on social media um, and online in general have an increased risk of mental health struggles. So you gotta, you got to have more than th three plus hours a day, but they're getting almost five on average. So that's an, that's an issue in itself. Um, and I want to point out that, uh, actually, no, not yet. Um, I want to point out, I, I think I have this in a different slide. Um, believers are, while we're on this topic, believers are not immune to this. We're all susceptible to this. Depression, anxiety, I've dealt with both of those, dealt with anxiety a lot. It stinks. And Th these apps, these platforms don't help. They, they don't help. It feels like it does in the moment, but they don't help at all. So, um, like, we are not immune to this, and we're not, I'm just going to skip ahead here. Um, this is not including a lot of the, uh, a lot of, uh, like, uh, minorities or um, different uh, groups of people get um, uh, targeted by uh, some of these different, different problems, but... Um, those stats are not including, um, like, I don't have stats on the amount of sexual extortion, drug trafficking, bullying, and suicide as a result of the anxiety and depression um, caused by social media time. Um, so when you're, when you're constantly, that's the problem, when you're constantly looking for that next thing that makes you happy and the next dopamine hit, the next shot of dopamine, it, it, when you can't get that and social media lo no longer gives that to you, you look for, you're looking for that somewhere and you can't find it. And you're like, ah, oh, well... Life, life is kind of life is kind of dull. Life is pretty boring, and that leads to depression and anxiety. That's how that that's how that whole system works. So they can, I mean, you can only be entertained for so long, right? Before something starts, something gives, something starts to happen. Um, and the other thing that's important to remember is this is not including the effect on our spiritual lives. That's immeasurable. We can't put a statistic to that. So the amount of time we're spending on here and the um, like the subliminal messaging that we see from seeing a post over and over and over again or seeing a joke over and over and over again, seeing something that's inappropriate over and over and over again, that wears, that wears on you, that wears you down. Right. And um, that truly has an effect on your spiritual life. life. And um, I've, I've seen the effects of this uh, firsthand. Just, you know, in my personal studies, you, you, I started to realize um, as I was going through the study, I was like, man, I, I really want to, like, I want to get through my devotions quickly so that I can go do other stuff that makes me, makes me really happy. Like, I, I, I want something that's, like, like, you know, makes me a little happier. And I realized, wow, that's exactly what they want you to do. Yeah. 
they, wanna, they want you to want to go back to this dopamine hit. They want you to get back to this pleasurable thing that you really, really like and makes you really happy and takes you away, takes your mind out of the things that you're studying, takes you away from your studies. Um, the, the one thing that Dad and I have, have talked about as well, when I say, like, okay, if, if you want to cut off all of your social media, you're probably not going to be able to do that, and that's fine. I'm not saying that all social media is bad. Truly, I'm not. And I'm also not saying that you need to replace all of your social media use with studying. Like, instead of five hours a day of social media, we are going to read our Bibles for five hours straight a day. That also is probably not going to happen. So, and that's okay. But the thing we need to remember is the time that we spend on social media directly affects our study time. Even though they're two different times, one is, the, the, the pull of one is so much stronger than the pull of the other. So if that's pulling you one direction and you need to go this way, all right, I got to reduce this a little bit so the pull is not as strong, right? And you're not going to want to go back to that much. That's tough. That's tough for me. I, 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 that's really tough for me. I, I promise if you have problems with that, you're not the only one. Um, that's really tough because, you know, I want, I want to want to do my devotions longer. I want to want to study more. I want to get into it more. But um, these applications and these... Um, this type of uh, design and these types of applications really affect that. They really um, hinder that. Right. And like I said, we're all, immu- we're all susceptible, and believers are not immune to this, um, to the effects of, of uh, social media. And I'm not, I'm, it, it's not, it's not, it's, um, not all adults here, so I'm not getting into a lot, of the, a lot of the things that go on on social media that are honestly very, very scary and very dangerous, um, sickening, truly. Um, and that can happen to us, too. Um, thankfully, we have somewhere to turn when that happens. Um, but this one, uh, I'm going to put, I think Dad's going to send out this link or something. We'll get this to you somehow. But I highly encourage all of you to go watch this um, YouTube video. Um, this guy giving a TED Talk, and he talks about social media use and the, the time that we spend online. Um, so the, all, each one of these circles is a month of your life. So for an average let's say you live 90 years, all of those dots, all of those circles, are one week in your 90-year life. So the blue up there on the top is sleep. That's how much time, that's how many months of your life you spend sleeping. Uh, green is how much you uh, are you know, doing work in school. Red, how much you're cooking and eating. Uh, orange, how much you're driving. Uh, let's see. Uh, yellow is like chores and errands. And uh, blue is how much time you spend in the bathroom. The free time, the rest of the time, all of those other months, is free time. That's stuff you can do anything you want. So the average 18-year-old is on pace to spend 93 of, 93% of that free time looking at a screen. So those average numbers that I told you about, like those five hours, that, that's sometimes worse for other, other teens. But 93% of those remaining dots, look at how many months that is. Like, that's, that was mind-blowing to me. I, this just, and then I, I realized, man, I'm probably in this group somehow. And, I mean, all of, all of that free time just totally wasted when it could be, you know, improving one of the other areas of, of your life. And you can, you'd be spending a lot of time, uh, could be spending a lot of that studying and just, you know, you know walking, walking with the Lord. It would be amazing. Yeah. Just to use, a, a, you know, some of that time would be amazing. But I, I, I just realized that's, 
when you look around at these kids using their, using their phones and on their phones all the time, feeling like they got to be connected, they got to be on their phones, that's, that's what's ending up happening with a lot, of, um, uh, a lot of these youth. And like I said, the number changes depending on your age. But when this was, when this was made, uh, when this video was made, um, the average 18-year-old, the average 18-year-old is on pace to spend 93% of their time um, looking at a screen of some sort. So that could be gaming, that could be social media. Like I said, I'm trying not to keep this just to Facebook and Instagram or TikTok, um, even though those are just, uh, you know, can be bad in their own right. Um, but this is just looking at a screen in general. That's pretty crazy. Um, so I'm at 48 minutes. Got eight minutes left. All right. So what can we do about it? Um, this, I, I talked to Dad about this. I didn't want you all to, I, I've been to some of these talks about social media before, and you, you leave thinking, oh, man, things are really bad. But I still don't really know what to do about it. And honestly, that, that's, that's part of the problem is there's not a lot in place because these parental controls, ways to keep, uh, keep an eye on what your kids are doing, those are afterthoughts. They're not contributing to the bottom line. They're afterthoughts. Nobody's, nobody's thinking about those. So um, one thing that I've seen parents do is create an account alongside their children. Um, so like if they say, all right, you're getting an Instagram account, I'm going to make an Instagram account too. That's a good idea, and that's, that's, really, that's a really good idea. But you've got to remember that you are not going to get put in that same bucket. Remember the buckets? You're not going to get put in the same bucket as your kid. You're going to be a, you know, a 40-year-old. Your kid's going to be a, a 15, 18-year-old you're going to put it in a totally different bucket. So if you're scrolling through, you're going to see something completely different than what your kid sees. Um, even, if, even if you follow all of the same friends they do and follow all the same accounts, it's still going to be a little bit different. Um, so the algorithm is good at pinpointing you and putting you in an age range bucket. Um, so it's just it's really important to remember that. And a lot of parental controls either don't exist or are very, very minimal. So if you say, all right, let's filter out explicit or sensitive content, you know, depending on the platform, some of them allow you to do that. Influencers and content creators kind of figure out ways to get around that and monetize their content anyways and get around those filters because, you know, think about uh, like a movie that was G-rated. We don't see any G-rated movies anymore. Now they're all PG. All the PG movies, now the stuff that's slipping into PG-rated movies is getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse. So this level, like this threshold of explicit or sensitive content is also changing. So they're figuring out, okay, well, we can slip this in there, and we can slip this in there. Nah, that's not really sensitive. That's not really explicit. That's, that's normal nowadays. What's normal to others is probably not going to be normal to us, or at least it shouldn't be. Um, so you have to be aware of that and realize what, is actually, what can actually get filtered out and what, can, um, what cannot. Um, like I said, content creators know how to get, they're very smart. They know how to get around these labels. Um, so one, let's see, uh, for the parents, just remember, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not the platform or the forum that's being used. That's the problem. Don't think, please don't let yourself think that just by banning one application or one system, one platform, you've solved the problem. Like, all right, you're not getting Instagram? Done. Problem solved. I'm a great parent. I'm sure you are a great parent. Don't get me wrong. But kids will find a way around that. I heard a story uh, the other day of, of when I was looking through this. Um, somebody told a story of this kid who... Uh, found an app that allowed you to access social media, but it was disguised as a calculator app. So their parents could see the activity they were spending on their phone. I was like, man, they're spending a lot of time on their calculator. That's great. <laughs> and they were actually like doing social media in the background behind, behind the facade of this calculator app. So that to say, by banning one doesn't mean that you've banned all of them. 
you got to look at your kid, look at yourself. Um, if you or your child's heart is in the right place and uh, you know, ignorant of their condition, um, and where they are spiritually, um, that can create the perfect environment um, for the devil to make a stronghold. And like I remember talking to uh, dad like when I first got my phone, and I remember um, you know, talking with him about when you know, I first got a computer that was hooked up to the internet and talking to him about this. But by the time he had talked to me about it, the landscape had already changed. Like, everything was, everything was totally different. The, the controls that he had in place, there was already stuff to get around it. Um, so I, I say that, um, and that, that sounds like, you know, that's, that this, this is kind of rough. Uh, the, you know, you can't really do anything about this. Not necessarily true. Um, you know, evaluate your child's heart. Make sure they're mature enough um, to deal with these things and deal with what these platforms are going to throw. Because stuff is going to get thrown at them. Stuff is going to get thrown in their face. They're going to see stuff they are not supposed to see, and they're going to have to handle that. Um, so just don't give them these, uh, give them these uh, tools blindly um, or without any type of, uh, um, any type of control. <clears throat> um, you know, if, if one, uh, somebody said to me one time, they were like, if, if, you're, you know, if somebody's making a dirty joke in the church lobby, then taking away social media is not going to take away the wants to laugh at that, at that dirty joke. That's a problem with the person, not the platform, Right. Uh, same with, same with me. Same with our kids. Everything. Um, so one thing you can do is I I, I hate hearing uh, the the term when people say oh I don't understand how these platforms work. I'm not a computer. I'm not a computer person. You don't have to be a computer person. It's it I it's okay to not be a computer person, and it, like we we can't let that be our limit and say well my kid can have this but I don't really understand how computers work. That's not good enough these days. It's just this landscape is taking so much advantage of our, of our kids, taking so much advantage of us, and it's not enough just to say, hey, go run with this thing. I'm sure it's fine. Um, we need to do our research. So look and research what parental controls are available, um, if any. If not, I'd probably stay away from it if I were you because you have no idea what they're actually going to see. Um, Snapchat is one I referenced that before. It's meant to keep things private. Snapchat was created to keep things private. So when you give them Snapchat, that's specifically an app designed to keep things private. They're implementing some uh, parental controls because parents have complained so much about kids being taken advantage of. Um, but that's probably going to be a, a slow turning ship. Um, keep an open, and again, I, I talked about, I am in no place to give any of you parental advice whatsoever. I cleared these with dad, so this is coming from a minister. Please, I'm not, I'm not a parent. I, I understand that, and uh, I don't want to don't want to give the facade like I have any, any clue what I'm talking about at all. Um, but keep, try to keep an open environment with your kids. I remember this, this helped with, uh, with dad. Um, you know, when we would talk about stuff, and I was like, hey, I saw this, I saw this thing. Um, this, it, this really bothered me. And being able to go to him about something or talk to him about it or, like, say, you know, I encountered, I encountered this. This, this happened. On my, I got this weird message from a, a guy or a girl. Um, you know, keep that environment open. And, um, you know, not, not saying, like, oh, I don't know how that works. You, you, you deal with it. That's, I'm sure it's fine. Um, that's just not good enough in, anymore, um, which is sad. It's, it's truly is sad. But um, staying informed is really important. Um, there's a lot happening in this, in this space. And um, one thing I didn't – I put in a couple links at the end of the presentation for um, – it's a congressional hearing, I think, that, that happened with um, a bunch of the big – uh, CEOs of big platforms where they just got absolutely raked over the coals by a lot of congressmen because 
parents are complaining to the government and to their representatives, and their representatives are saying, all right, we're banning your app because this is causing problems in our state, or this is causing problems for all these families. Um, stories of, you know, just really, really sad stories of depression and, and suicide and sexual extortion and you know, all kinds of drug trafficking that happen in these really private spaces on these different applications. Um, and so keep an eye on this. Keep an eye on those. Um, I found all this with very little research. So if you know how to Google, you, you, can, you can research this. Um, I promise it's not that, um, not that intimidating. Um, many companies are being hounded to you know, work on the parental controls thing, so the ship is slowly, slowly, slowly turning, but I still wouldn't trust that. Um, and th the last thing I want to say is I don't want any of you to go away feeling intimidated by social media platforms or algorithms or influencers. None of you should be intimidated by them. They are, um, they are concepts, they're, they're concepts that we don't need to worry about. We need to be cautiously aware of them. So I don't want you to feel intimidated, feel like you're powerless. That's not the case. We always have the power to, to shut things off, say, nope, we're not going to do this. Always feel like you can do that. Um, these algorithms are not going to take over the world. They'll only take over the world if we let them. Um, so I don't want you to feel intimidated that you don't understand how an algorithm works. It really is that simple. Like I said, if you want to learn about it, I'm happy to, happy to, talk, to talk to you about it. Um, but that's how it works in a nutshell. And um, I want to leave on a good note. So Dad sent me this quote, and it's really, really good. Um, Brother Branham said, uh, and tactics of reasoning is what Satan used, and that's what he ever uses, reasoning. We know our enemy because any enemy, if you skip down, he says, any enemy that reasons against or any person, any church, any organization, any individual that reasons against one punctuation of God's word is your enemy, and it takes the word to defeat the enemy. Amen. That's a really important point to, uh, to remember. So any enemy, whether it's an algorithm, influencer, no matter what it is, any enemy can be defeated with the word. Um, yep. And keeping that, keeping that environment in our homes, I've been trying to stick to that and keep that atmosphere in, in mine Haley's home and, and try to make sure that it's always a place where the Holy Spirit's welcome and where we are Amen. able to fight back against um, thing, you know, our carnal nature. That's, that's how we're... That's how we're built. We're fallen, fallen humans. That's how we're built. Um, but we have, we have something greater that we can, we can use to fight against, fight against it with. Um, and so I've got a couple of other resources. We'll send out this. You can't read any of that. So we'll send, <laughs> we'll send this out. Um, and I've got all the links to all my statistics and everything that I use, numbers and everything. Um, but that's all I've got. And like I said, I hope that was a, a blessing. I hope it was at least a little bit helpful. Uh, I, I told Dad I really didn't want to waste anybody's time, so I hope this was, this was helpful. Um, that's it. I knew this was going to happen, uh, that it would take, uh, you know, a full hour uh, just to even get this far. And, you know, we're unable at this particular point to open up for questions because I've got questions. And uh, just I've, I've been working with Lucas through this, and uh, I've got questions because there's just there's a lot of information there. And as parents, uh, you know, you look at it, and there's just a lot of resources. 
I'm going to make these resources available to you, and we're going to talk about some of the remedies uh, for this. And so we're not done. We're not over. But I think L Lucas did a wonderful job in organizing a lot of the principles and helping us understand things that uh, are not real ordinary conversation and to help underscore how uh, dangerous this whole thing actually is. And it's from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's obviously a lot of good that's done, a lot of things that are accomplished. But you know what? There's a dark side to all of it. And uh, we as believers, um, you know, we can say proudly, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And, and we, I, I really appreciate the fact that, uh, I really appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, Lucas is underscoring uh, the point that we don't need to be intimidated by this. But as parents, we need to say, Lord, give us the wisdom to be able to raise our children in this environment. We're not talking about 40 years ago. We're talking about in this environment that they live in. I mean, most education now is done with a computer, right, or a tablet. If you're in any kind of a school system, you're online practically all day. And so kids are used to, you know, doing the swiping and even little kids uh, it, it's something that's innate, and uh, you know it's it's just amazing how common uh, this actually all is. And none of us got a vote. We never voted this in, right? We never. No one gave us a choice. Do you want your world to be dominated by uh, the internet? I, I never got a vote, or I must have been out that day. But we live in that Satan's Eden, and here we are. So let me tell you, God would never have left us in this time without a means to overcome everything in this time. Otherwise, God would defeat his purpose. So I'm very thankful for that tonight and uh, the information. I'm going to make the PowerPoint available to you and the resources available too. And I've watched, I haven't seen every one of the, uh, I haven't read through all of the articles and the, the videos there, but what I did see was excellent. And there's lots of information uh, that's available. So parents, I would encourage you to get into it and uh, study and, and learn a little bit about this because if you have young kids, and we've got lots of kids here, uh, different ages, you're going to need to know some things about the world they're living in. And you as parents are called to be overseers in their life and help to guide them in the way that they should go. And that's our responsibility. And you, we're not going to abnegate or give that to anyone else. We're not going to give it to the church. We're not going to give it to the educators, right? We're not going to give it to the influencers. We want to be the influencers in our house. And we want the Holy Spirit to be the chief influence in their lives, Right? That's the whole point, and I really appreciate uh, those uh, elements there tonight, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just excited about uh, what God's going to do among us, aren't you? Because we are more than conquerors. We've been made more than conquerors. Sing it tonight. We've been made more than conquerors, overcomers in victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ sing it again now we've been made more than conquerors we've been made Victorious through the blood of 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity we've had tonight to be challenged, Lord, in our understanding of the things around us, Lord, and the world that our children are growing up in. And as, fa- as fathers and mothers and grandparents, Lord, we want, to, we want to strive to be major influences in the lives of our children. And Lord, as church elders and, and, and people, Lord, who are a part of our, these young people's lives, Lord, we want to exert a godly influence in, in, their, in their world. And Lord Jesus, may they reach out to you and get a hold of you that, Lord, you can become that main influence in their life. I pray, Father, that you would just deal with every heart. I pray, dear God, that you would deal with every one of us and how we spend our time. And, Lord, we're just placing our young people and our families at the throne of mercy and grace tonight and just asking, Lord, help us to have wisdom, help us to have discernment, help us, Lord, to be saying and doing the right things at the right time. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you would just be... Uh, close, Lord, to each one. Minister to those who are sick, those who are grieving, and Lord, those who are online tonight watching, we just commit them into your hands. In the wonderful and precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen and amen. Well, thank you for coming tonight. God bless you. How many enjoyed being here tonight? A little different, a little different, but that's not always bad. All right, let's sing this as we leave tonight. God bless you. We'll see you on the weekend. For those of you that are going to be in the banquet, look, you should be looking forward to it. It's going to be a wonderful time. For those of you that are going to be serving, thank you and helping. Thank you. Uh, you're a blessing in disguise. Let's sing tonight as we go. <clears throat> this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore Oh Lord you know I have no friend like you If heaven's not my home then Lord what will I do The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world me and that's one thing I know I fixed it up with Jesus many years ago I know he'll see me through though I am weak and poor and I can't feel at home in this world anymore just over in the glory land we'll live eternally and the saints on every hand shouted victory Songs of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore.